1: The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation.
2: This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest.
1: Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm Wendy Jones, your host and owner and operator of Next Steps for Seniors, the business which you all know located in Rochester Hills, Michigan. And each and every week we really do our best to bring pertinent information to you and this week is no different. And it's one of it's a topic that's really near and dear to my heart because you know how much I love my seniors. And I feel like there's a lot of scams out there right now. So our topic today is senior scams, and we're going to talk about how to protect yourself against financial scams, because believe it or not, seniors, it's happening, and it could be happening to you, and you don't even realize it. So our guest today in the studio is, uh, we have two guests actually in the studio today, We have Lori Osmer from uh, Flagstar Bank. She is a relationship banker. She is at the Rochester Orion Branch. And we also have uh, Sheriff uh, Michael Bouchard. So we are blessed to have these two guests in the studio today. And we're going to hear from both of them because it is really important that we understand this topic. We understand what's happening and we know what to do about it. So good morning, Miss
3: Lori. Thank you for being here. Good morning, Wendy. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and I'd love to help our seniors with these financial scams. You
1: have a desire to help people. I know you very well. She is an. She's my personal banker, actually. Everybody, just so you know. <laughs> so Lori's amazing. She has a heart for people, and she doesn't want to see anyone getting taken advantage of. I mean, and it's happening, Lori. It's real. And. Scammers play,
3: Wendy, on the fear and emotions of seniors every day. There are different scams, and the scammers are very smart, and they know who to target.
1: And and they know that we might not be, uh, I don't know what the word is, accessible enough. Like, we're not, we're not savvy enough to understand if it's a scam or not. And nowadays, it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. And if
3: I can educate or someone, one person, to watch out for this, it will make a difference. And that's why I appreciate being
1: on your show. Absolutely. So tell us, what are some of the common ways that a bank scammer can target you? Well,
3: there's different ways. But one way is... They, like I said, they play on your emotions, Wendy, where they will call you and ask you for personal information, financial information, tell you that uh, your account has been compromised, and to double-check, they'll need your Social Security or your account number or your credit card. They can tell you they're from your financial institution. Your financial institution already has all your personal information. They will not ask you for those personal information or numbers.
1: I tell you what, if it hasn't happened once, it's happened a thousand times to me. And they'll be like, I just want to confirm, can you give me your entire social security number? And I would be like, nope, I cannot do that. (laughs)
3: You do not need to give anybody your social security number. Now, if somebody does call you, they may ask for the last four of your social. That's all. If you have any suspicion of that caller or that email, hang up. Call your financial institution. Call the company that is calling you. Another big scam that's going around right now, they'll tell you they're from a government agent office, and you owe taxes, and they need your Social Security. Um, Mail us a check or give us your credit card number or your bank account and... We will take care of this for you right now or the phone because you still owe taxes.
1: The government
3: will never call you and ask you for money.
1: For taxes. For taxes. Back taxes. (laughs) Doesn't happen. You're going to get a letter in the mail. You'll get a letter. So be careful. Yeah. And so I like like what you just said, Lori, about hanging up and calling them back. Like, okay, uh, give me your phone number and I'll call you right back. And we can have a conversation. And nine times out of ten, whenever I've said that, they're like, oh, never mind. And they just hang up on you. Exactly.
3: Or call your bank. Call your financial institution. You have the numbers. If it's your credit card company, the number's on the back. If it is your local financial institution, you know where you bank. Call that branch up. And ask, say, is everything okay with my account? We would rather, as Relationship bankers let you know if everything's okay with your account, then have you get scammed. Do not give your account number to anybody. Do not give your social security. You know, people are sending emails and saying, um, you know, give us your social security number so we can make sure it, nobody has used it or it hasn't been compromised. Mm-mm. Do not put your social security number, any bank information on an email
1: I got to tell you listeners this story is just in my spirit because it ha- it's a real life story. I had a client call the office and she was a, a part of a, a financial abuse scam. Mm-hmm. Someone took $8000 out of her account. And here's how they did it. You ready for this? It was a it was a man and she was a woman and she's lonely. So he pretended to meet her online and talk to her through Facebook. And after a while, he said, you know, I'm, I'm struggling financially. Can you give me your, they ended up talking on the phone, but can you give me your routing number and account number? Because I am in a tr- I'm in trouble and I just need $100. And they can only do it through another bank. She gave it to them. She gave them her routing and account number. And this sweet lady is calling me. Why? She's in the hospital and doesn't have any money. She has no money because he took it all. Yep. So here we are. And, and you listeners, please do not give out your routing number and your account number to anyone, 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 anyone ever. Wendy, that
3: happens more than you know. They play on emotion. If a person is lonely or they've lost a spouse or a family member, death certificates are public knowledge. Scammers are looking for those, and they'll call and play on the person's loneliness, their emotions, and ask for money. They become their friend. They will promise them that they'll take care of them. Send me $5,000. I will take care of you. You won't be lonely anymore. We have seen that so many times. It's amazing um, on how many times we have seen it. and people are lonely. They're seniors. They don't have anybody else. Their family members are busy with work, raising a family. So it is, it is kind of difficult for that. So, Hey, I'm lonely. This person, you know, for 5,000, they'll take care of me. They'll go grocery shopping for me. So it does, um, people fall for that. Seniors be safe, be careful.
1: What about checks that come in the mail? and you're not sure who they are from, it doesn't look like a familiar sender, should you cash that check? What do you do with it?
3: If you have, no, do not cash it, do not deposit it, because once that check goes through your account, the person that wrote that check to you can figure out who cashed it. So if you have any question, any doubt about any check that you received, go to your local bank And ask them if it is a legal document.
1: What about prizes, redeeming Mm. prizes? That seems like a big one to me as well.
3: Yes. They'll send you a check and tell you to cash it. And once you cash it, send them back some funds and they'll reimburse you or you'll win more. Do not redeem any prizes. If you have not bought a lottery ticket, if you have not bought a raffle ticket, how did these people get your name, your address, It's a a
1: scam. So no matter what any reason they give you, do not cash that check. Do
3: not cash it. We've had people um, come into the bank and say, I need to deposit this in my account. The person did not have ID to cash it. But they gave me $100. It was a $500 check, and they gave me $100. So the, the person just gave the scammer, $400. four hundred dollars they think they made a hundred by cashing it but technically they, they lost, lost four hundred dollars do not cash any checks for anybody
1: oh it is so it's it is so prevalent right now I actually went to the police station not that long ago and they said the number one reason people come to the police is for credit card fraud yep it's happening every day so what are some of the factors that put a person at risk of elder abuse? What are those? What are those specific things? I know loneliness. We talked about recent loss of a spouse or family member, isolation,
3: um, physical or mental disability. You know, um, if you can't get to a doctor appointment or something, someone can knock on your door and say, "I see you in a wheelchair. Let me take you to the doctor. Give me your credit card." They never show up to pick you up. Um, substance abuse from a family member that needs cash.
1: These are all items that you got to be so concerned about. Concerned about. Um, Also, one that
3: is really happening a lot these days is where a telemarketing will call you and say, your grandchild's been in trouble. Can you, you need to send money. He trusted you and wanted us to
1: call you and only you. Do not call his parents. We're going to talk about that when we come right back because we need to take a commercial break. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Our topic today is senior scams. And listeners, this is really a critical topic because so many times this is happening to everybody, not just seniors, really, to everybody. But because our program is geared towards seniors, we just want to make you aware of the different scams that are out there and why they're taking place. So, you know, Lori, what is the goal of these scammers? What are they trying to do?
3: Wendy, they are trying to get access to your financial information and your personal information. But the whole thing, unfortunately, for the scammers, they can't get to your information, your personal information, or your account information without your help. So the whole thing is be careful on who you give those information to. Bank bank scammers require that you share personal information with them. Install malware. Don't do anything. If you are not sure of who that caller is or that email, do not respond. Hang up and call your financial institution or even the utility company. Wendy, what utility scammers are doing right now is calling and pretending to be your utility company and tell you that your bill has not been paid, they're turning off your utilities, they need you to pay it right now, give us your routing number, your checking account number, or we'll make it easy, give us your credit card. Hang up and call your utility company. The phone number is on your statement. You get your statements in the mail. You can get them online. Call the utility company and verify. Do not give your per number or information over the phone
1: the to thing anyone that, that calls. Yeah, and you know the thing as we're talking about this that is so interesting is it feels like that person knows just enough information that they actually already know something, right? And so they're like, you know, you made a charge to your card and, you know, it looks like it could be fraud and we just wanted to call you to see if this is fraud. So what's your card number? Like, that's just an example, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, hold on, let me get my card. And then you're giving them the card number because they act like they're trying to fix a problem when really they are the problem. Exactly. They try to,
3: they make you believe they're helping you and in panic... We've all done it, gone to get our credit card, and we think about it and say, whoa. And I usually, and I've been a victim of this, I'll say, well, what credit card did they use? You give me the credit card number. They usually hang up. That's what you say. That's exactly it, Lori. Give Mm -hmm. me, well, why don't you give me the number you have on file? Exactly. Let the caller give you information, not you giving the caller information.
1: And then when they say, when is your birthday, well, what do you have in your system? What do you have for my birthday? Exactly.
3: Um, Or what's your address? Well, you're calling me. You tell me. (laughs) Let them, don't give them any information. If they are calling you, they should have your information. Um, Wendy, we touched on a subject about grandkids family members yes, in the last segment mm-hmm. and I have to go over that because yes. it's happening so much um, where a person will call act like a law enforcement person or somebody that cares and will say to you your grandchild or your son or your daughter is in trouble and they asked us to call you you need to send this much money Go to your local bank or go to your bank and send us. And it's always a large amount, anything over 10000 5000 And, you know, we'll release your grandchild out of jail or your son um, or they're in trouble. Be careful. Those are scams. Also, if you believe that call is real, hang up. Call your son, your daughter, your grandchild. More likely, they're at home, they're in school, or at work. But, again, they're playing on your emotions. They know the love you have for that family member. Be careful. Um, It happens every day, Wendy. People come into a financial institution and say, I need to wire this. Do you know this person? Have you met this person? Are some of the questions that I personally ask. Because more likely, they haven't. They only have talked to them on the phone.
1: One of the scams, I'll be honest, listeners, that I've had recently happen to me is through text messages. Uh, confirm this product is yours. Uh, you just had an Amazon purchase of you know, $1,000. Uh, call this number if it's not you. And in my head, I'm like, I don't, first of all, I don't even use Amazon. I like to support my local stores. So I purposefully go and bu- go to the store and buy products, so I know it's not me. So am I going to call that number? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not.
3: Absolutely not, Wendy. Delete that number. Delete it. You can even block it.
1: Yeah. In fact, let's tell listeners how to do that. If you don't know, when you're on your text thread, you click the very top, like whoever that number came from, And then it'll go into your little contact, and you go to the very bottom and say delete or block. I think it says block contact. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just block that. It is not worth it to get another call from that same person saying, hey, call me if you have an Amazon, (laughs) if you have a dispute. And you're right, because if you have ordered something from Amazon,
3: you wonder if that is the product you ordered. Um, So be careful.
1: Delete. These are definitely, text messages are becoming more active, I think, too, Lori, don't you? Oh, yes. And they're starting to confirm information through text. A lot of people are doing it. So you just got to
3: use caution. Use caution when it comes to your text messages and your emails. If you have not given someone your cell number
1: or your email, think about it. How did they get it? So I just heard of another scam that I want to share with everyone before we move into um, Sheriff Michael Bouchard, who's also here with us today, is um, the, I want to say QuickBooks. It was an Intuit QuickBooks email and it came from a suspicious number. It didn't come from, and it said Intuit in the name. So because I use QuickBooks, I assumed it was QuickBooks. And then it goes in to say, you know, $400 400 or $500 has been charged to your account, blah, blah, blah. You need to contact us immediately to get this to, to freeze or to stop. And I looked at it and I thought, something doesn't seem right about this. Sure enough, if you keep reading down, there were spelling errors, grammatical errors. Like a lot of things were suspicious in this email. And I was like, you know what? This is invalid. This isn't even, up the, this isn't even from QuickBooks. So read the whole email. Look for Suspicious. If there's spelling errors, trust me, it is not from a legit source. You don't send out blast emails with spelling errors in it.
3: Check the sender on those emails. If you don't recognize it, don't click on it. Delete it. Um, And if you're not sure on how to delete it, ask a family member, ask a neighbor do not click on it look for those suspicious items in those emails the correct spelling
1: mhm um, so as a so as a relationship banker for 9 years have you seen an increase in the senior scam or fraud so to speak lately
3: yes i see them growing every day more and more i've been a member of senior scams. People have called me and said, I've owed money to the IRS. People have... What happened? What did you do? First of all, do not encourage those or engage in those phone calls. Hang up. Like I said earlier, the government isn't going to call you. It did put a fear in me. Um, They told me that if I didn't pay them right now, that the men in black will come and get me. Tomorrow morning, they'll be waiting for me. It did put the fear in me. Um, I was scared. But after a couple seconds, I realized this is a scam, and I hung up. I did block. They did call back in a few minutes and said we got disconnected, and after that, I just blocked that number. But it did put the fear in me.
1: So it happens to everyone. So first, I want to say, listeners, it could happen to anyone. So don't feel bad about it happening. Report it. That's the key thing, I believe. Drive in the car to your financial institution and talk to your your relationship banker and have these conversations with them because you definitely do not want... To not know, right? It's better to figure it out so you guys can do the research. Because don't you have a whole department that kind of researches this? Yes,
3: we do. And every bank should. Every financial institution should. And as our jobs, we want to protect the public. We don't want anybody's money to be taken away. We want to protect your money. So call your financial institution. Talk to your banker. Let them help you be safe and protect you from losing your money.
1: That's what they're there for. They're there to to advocate for us and to protect our our assets, really. So don't hesitate. Again, you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. We'll be moving into our next two segments with um, Sheriff Michael Bouchard, so we're looking forward to speaking with him as well. We'll be right back with you. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our Next Steps for Seniors program. As I mentioned in the last segment, we're rotating into our Sheriff Michael Bouchard, who we are blessed to have in the house today. And, you know, front line, I mean, that's all I need to say is real life stories because he's right there, he's out in the community, he hears this regularly, not just from seniors, but everybody. So he's a man that has a lot of knowledge and does a lot for our seniors and our community. So thank you, First Chair, for being here today. We appreciate you.
2: Hey, my pleasure. Appreciate yes, it. Yes,
1: I know you're a busy man. So one of the, the things that you've seen more in the summer months, right, because people are outside, they're worried about their houses, they're worried about what's happening to them, and, and they can't do it themselves. Right. You know, tell us some of the things you've seen happening yeah. recent.
2: Probably two of the most common scams for seniors in the summer are related to home maintenance. So um, asphalt driveways, that's one of the super common ones. They'll knock on the door and say, hey, we just finished a big job at a neighbor's. Why we're here, we've got our equipment, we got our people. We can give you a price that you can't match, which the old saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So typically what they do is they apply super inferior products, almost like a paint. Um, doesn't They don't seal the cracks with the proper tarring. They don't do a variety of things. They charge you basically still a competitive price for really nothing that's going to protect your driveway. So that's a really common one. They get in and out, and they, they don't give you basically what you paid for. The other one that's very common is they say, hey, we just did a big roof job down the street. Again, we've got all the supplies, our people, our equipment. You know, we can give you an amazing deal why we're here because we're here. Um, well, I'm not sure. Well, we can go up on your roof and look. Well, obviously, seniors aren't going to go up on the roof and inspect it with them. So they'll go up, they'll walk around, they'll come back down. Holy cow, we're lucky we're here. You've got some problems in your valley. You've got some issues, but we can knock it out for you with a today-only price. So that's kind of one of the keywords. If it's today-only, whether it's on the phone or it's in person, Walk away. It's probably somebody trying to get you to do something that under scrutiny, it wouldn't stand up when you compare their price or check their references, ask if they're insured, ask if they're bonded, those kind of questions. They'll walk away. Right? So, if they're giving you a price that's good only for that moment,
1: that's your first sign.
2: That's a big clue. So, lots of times people will say, "Well, geez, if I got problems up there, I yeah, sure, I need to get well, them and fixed." And he's
1: here. Why doesn't he just do it now?
2: Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I can't go up and verify what they're saying. So you're going to give me a great deal, win-win. So they'll go up and they'll, you know, tromp around on your roof, bang around a little bit, probably have lunch. Uh, you know seriously seriously. talk to each other why they're up there then they'll come down and say okay you know we were able to do what normally would be two thousand for five hundred bucks and out they go and they've done nothing
1: well and the kicker too you have no recognizance you don't even know where they are at this point or who they are at that point correct
2: and they're probably not licensed they're probably not insured probably not you know no bonds so there's almost no recourse you know, you paid for a service.
1: And they probably want cash, of course. Typically. <laughs> if you have paying. cash,
2: cash is best, but they'll take your money anyway they can.
1: So so listeners, this is you know, this is just a good lesson because I mean people have done it all the time. They do it in my subdivision all the time in mm-hmm. Rochester Hills. And they are knocking on doors and they're looking for something, they're selling something, they're looking for something, and it's always I'm in the neighborhood. Yep. When they start with that, that's your first caution.
2: Big time. Big time. If they say they just finished a job and they happen to be there with the equipment and crew, that probably tells you that they're not really a sought-after company. Legit, if, right. if they've got free time after they finish a job. I mean, if you think about it, every company you really want, they're booked out weeks. You know, you try to get a tree crew out or a roof crew out or a plumber. Lots of times you have to make an appointment that's weeks out these days. And so if somebody's got time to knock on doors and wander around the neighborhood – my guess is it's a problem.
1: Exactly, and and you know, asking for a second opinion on any job is probably smart.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Get bids and and ask put for put together
1: a proposal. Right? Okay, sure. I <laughs> want
2: something in writing. Are you insured? Do you, they can you can ask for proof of insurance, proof of licensure, depending on the trade. All of those things are appropriate questions, and that usually will drive somebody away. That's not.
1: That's not legit. Yeah. I think it's important. And even if you feel uncomfortable, what what do you, I mean, because there are times, because we do, we all open our doors, you know? So, you know, you've got a single woman by yourself, that's a senior that opened her door and there's a man there now. And she's kind of like, eh, do you recommend, you know, going out and shutting the door behind you and talking to them? Or like, what's your...
2: I would recommend not not entering even the door. The I was just going to say. I would recommend if you don't know who's at the door and they're knocking, you're a woman, uh, senior woman living alone, and there's a man at the door. I would recommend you say, "I'm sorry, I'm not going to open the door. My husband's in the shower." Um, you know w- what? What are you looking for? And if say, "Well, I'm in the neighborhood." Thanks, but no thanks. You know, we're all set. If you want your roof checked call a reputable company, call two of them, have them come out and inspect your roof. Most of them will do it at no cost um, because, you know, they're a reputable company. They'll get up there and say, hey, you know, you got some minor things, or they'll say, you got nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. call us when you do. And that's a reputable company. Somebody knocking on your door saying they just happen to have the the equipment is – should be red flag.
1: It's a it's a definite red flag, especially now because it's so hard to even find people to do some things Absolutely. nowadays. So if they've got that much free time, there's something wrong. Right. For sure, for sure. Be cautious of that. Uh, what other things are you seeing out there? I know there's a lot of credit card and calls, like phone calls. They're coming in and they're getting your number and they keep asking for information. But what are some of the other things? Yeah,
2: yeah. Have- there's a there is a variety of scams that are specific to seniors. Lots of times they'll call and they'll mumble a little bit because they know sometimes seniors may have difficulty hearing some of the verbiage or hearing things. Mm. So they'll say, oh, Grandma, it's Billy. And, and the grandma will say, Billy, is that you? Yes, Billy. Grandma, I've been arrested and I don't want to call mom and dad, but I really need bond. I, you know, I can explain it all to you, but I need to get out. They got me locked up. Can you send me money? And it's a complete scam, complete scam um and so that's very common with seniors somebody pretends to be a grandchild pretends to and they be
1: mumble and that makes sense because they have uh, you know we all have a hard time hearing but seniors specifically right and so they'll use that to the advantage oh that's so sad yeah.
2: and then the person will fill in the blanks that's relative to them oh you- sue is that is, i can't say that again is this sue that, you know they'll try to fill in the blanks because it's They immediately go to it's somebody that I care about and they're calling me in crisis and then they fill in the blank who it is and that then allows the scammer to move forward.
1: Yeah, we just got to be careful giving any information over the phone. It's hard because you don't know.
2: Presume that it's a scam if somebody's calling and asking for money, asking to do a job immediately. Any immediacy of any call, super red flag. So if they need you to, uh, you know, or the other thing we see all the time, uh, this is the court, this is the sheriff's office, this is the IRS, this is the FBI. You, you name it, they plug it in. And, and it's oftentimes even spoof a phone number. So it may appear to be the real number. Really? So, and they will may even have a name. We've had it where, you know, this is Sergeant uh, Smith from the Old County Sheriff's Office. And we may have a Sergeant Smith. Um, and And they'll... Say, we need you to either load this card, a green dot card, or whatever the scam is, or we're going to have to come out and arrest you. We've got a warrant for you. And so they scare people. And lots of people, you know, fall off for, fall for that. So... If somebody's telling you you haven't reported for jury duty, if somebody's telling you it's the FBI or it's the police and we need money right now or we're going to do something, freeze your accounts or come out after you unless you do it right now, right now, right now. That's the common theme for almost all these scams because they don't want you to take a breath, to call a loved one, to call your local police, You know, look up your local police number, call them yourself or whoever they say they are. Look it up on the internet, find the actual number and call and and ask that question. And you'll get an answer. No, that's a scam. Don't fall prey to it. Any request for money that's an immediate thing is an immediate red flag.
1: And, and seniors, I think one of the things I want to reiterate that I think is really important is you're in control because you, you are holding the phone. So it is very easy for you to just hang it up. You do not. It is not your responsibility to talk to anybody that you are not familiar with or you feel uneasy. You just hang up the phone, right? You know, for some reason we feel like we have to keep talking, or you feel bad, or you know, trying to get to a resolution. There's not going to be a resolution when someone's trying to get your bank account number, your routing number, get cash from you. Mm -hmm. You just hang the phone up. Don't talk to them. Absolutely. And like you said, don't open the door. No, don't even get yourself in a situation
2: because, you know, going back to the don't open the door thing. uh, Lots of times they run in pairs so that they can go, hey, let's go look around the back at the roof and I'll show you something. And then the other person goes in the door you left open Um, or they say, let's go around the front. They see you in the backyard and they come to the fence and look over and see in the backyard. Hey, I'm from, you know, XYZ roofing. And they walk into the backyard and they say, let me show you something out front. And then somebody else goes into the backyard and goes in the door. See, this?
1: we're going to talk about this in our next segment. This is key information. We'll be back with you in just one minute. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our Next Steps for Seniors program. Our topic today senior scams we 're moving into our last segment. I think this is just such a critical topic, especially now it being summer. people are outside, and we need to be we our antennas need to be up. we need to be aware of our surroundings at all times and this is for everyone, including my family. Stop looking at your phone when you 're walking. keep your eyes up and pay attention to what 's happening around you. I think we 're missing things right I mean this happens all the time. Uh, one of the things we were talking about in the last segment was when people are outside working and then people are coming up trying to sell you something. So I'll let you continue on that, Sheriff.
2: Yeah, without question, antenna up, situational awareness. In fact, pedestrian accidents have spiked across the country over the last few years because people, especially kids, are so focused on looking at their device that they enter a crosswalk and a car hits them, or they've got headphones on and they're oblivious to, you know, the things that we ought to be tuned into about, you know, situational awareness. I mean, look right, look left, look right again. You know, I mean, we we've all taught it us. in Safety Town. Um, so you, you got to just bring that into every aspect of your life. And as we were talking about seniors, uh, you know, it, in a neighborhood, it's real common for these scammers to walk neighborhoods. And they'll even, like, if they see you working in your backyard or see you out and about in your yard, They'll approach you. Sometimes they'll, you know, talk to you over the fence in the backyard and say, hey, you know, we're in the neighborhood working on a roof or whatever the scam is. Come on out front and I'll just point something out to you. And, you know, once they draw you away from wherever you are, they could oftentimes have an accomplice that then goes in the open door that you came out um, because most people are not locking their doors when they go outside to work. So there's usually an open door somewhere. They go in and they get back in and they find their purse or their master bedroom's been rifled through in a matter of minutes and they never even knew it so you don't have to engage with a stranger um but we empower kids to say no to adults
1: stranger danger the like same, this is the yeah, same thing is true this. about
2: seniors yep. you know you don't have to engage with somebody in a situation that you feel uncertain of and what's the purpose of this just say thanks i'm not interested and if they're persistent You know, say, you know, I appreciate if you would leave. I'm not interested. And if they're still persistent, call the police. And a lot of communities, in fact, have solicitation ordinances. You still might want to call the police in any event after they left and say, hey, I don't know if there's any scams going on, but why don't you be aware this person's knocking on doors in my neighborhood right now. And, you know, they may come out if they have an ordinance on solicitation and make sure that they've got that license for the local community under a local ordinance or just seek, you know, if they're a legitimate company.
1: It absolutely happens, and this is the stuff, and that's why, you know... I like to have my local police number programmed in my phone. Mm -hmm. I think that it's smart, listeners, if if you're listening now. Your local police is an important number to have, especially if you're living alone, which is very common with our seniors. Just have it programmed already in your phone so you know that you can get a hold of someone quickly. And I would also recommend having it, like you said, if you're going out gardening... Bring your phone with you.
2: Absolutely. You don't need to
1: leave it in the house.
2: Well, for a lot of reasons, you should have it with you. If you fall, if you have a medical situation, any kind of emergency, you've got it with you. Um, Get a clip, put it on your belt, or, you know, there's different devices that you can have it with you. It's really helpful to have it. You know, if, if something happens, God forbid, now you've got a lifeline if you don't have that with you. Uh, If you can't afford a cell phone, we have for years done a senior cell phone program where we'll Mm -hmm. give you a cell phone uh, for free. Most people aren't aware that uh, it's an FCC requirement that a cell phone can always call 911, even if it has no service. Okay. So if if you have an old cell phone or your kids or grandkids, because they like to move through phones pretty quickly, Once that phone is deactivated, they can give it to you. You keep it charged and with you if you don't have a cell phone. So if you fall, you can still call 911. If you have an emergency, you can call 911. Have that with you. Have it charged at all times, whether it's in the car or in and about the neighborhood or wherever you go.
1: That's good to know. I don't know if everybody knows that. So is it is it for Oakland County only, or is it for the, the cell phone? Well, the cell phone
2: program we do is for Oakland County, but okay. the cell phone capability is nationwide. So yeah, for
1: nine one one, always right. it will yep. call that.
2: So if you've got again a grandchild or a, a, a child that moved onto a new phone and they still have that, they can give it to you and give you the charger, and you can just keep it with it's
1: brilliant. you. Brilliant! It really is brilliant. It Cost you zero. Yep. And, and that's what we, when truly what we should be using cell phones for is for an emergency situation. And that would be considered an emergency. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: I'll be darned. So let's talk a little bit about driving. Cause I know, you know, a lot of accidents are happening on the road and things. I mean, just to be aware for our seniors, when you're driving, somebody hits you or something happens on the road. Yeah.
2: Um, if somebody hits you and you can get your car off the road safely, um, that's the best thing to do because you're more likely to get hit again or be in a dangerous venue if you stay on the side of the road that's subject to a lot of traffic or if you stay in the road. So if you can pull it off and pull it off into the first trafficked area you see, like a gas station or a business or something that's open where there's other people, that's always a good idea too. Um, We we don't see a lot of uh, uh, preparatory hits to try to get people to pull over, but it, it is something that we do see. Um, so where they hit you intentionally to get you to stop and try to make you a victim, um, that's not super common, but it does happen. And so it's something to be aware of, and that's why if you can, you pull into a trafficked area mm-hmm. that is out of traffic, and then you call the police. And to your point about programming and police, uh, obviously in an emergency, everyone should call 911, but in your local home or community, that's a great idea. Put it in your favorites. Um, and the other thing if you should put in your phone, ICE, in case of emergency. Most phones have the capability, even when you have a lock screen. So if a, if you're incapable, uh, incapable of talking, if something happens, a medical emergency or an accident, then they you find your cell phone, they can bring up the screen and still access ICE in case of emergency and call that person to get someone that you love to come. To wherever they need them to come, um, so it's important to program and in case of emergency into your cell phone.
1: Yes, I, th- I I second that for sure because and some people don't understand what that means. And seniors always, if there's somebody, anybody that you know, a neighbor, a child, anyone that locally that you know, should be in your phone under ICE for mm-hmm. sure. Right for sure, because things happen that we can't. We've got three minutes left in the program. What other important things would you like to share with our listeners? You know, things are happening every day. You see more than most of us do. But we want to make you aware of any scam, anything to be aware of overall in general.
2: Well, you alluded to it, situational awareness. Um, You know, we've seen tragedies around the country with shooters and other kinds of things. But it's not just active shooters. It's also any emergency. So if you go into a theater, it's natural to... Kind of be enjoying the moment to look into your popcorn, but just take survey as you, it becomes an unconscious thing almost. Where are the exits? You know, the door you came in, where are the other ones? For example, in a theater, there's usually one door at the front of the theater, it could be on the right side of the screen or the left. Big difference if there's a fire and it's smoky and you're crawling on your hands and knees. If you go to the wrong door, you could be, tra- or the wrong corner, you could be trapped because there's no door. So when you get in your seat, look to see where that door is, look to see if there's any other doors, how far are you from the aisle. Because again, if there's a fire, it may be smoky, you may not be able to see if there's an active shooter, you want to know where to go right now without having to figure that out. So it's not something to be afraid of, but it's something to just build into your process. You know, we all shop for homeowners insurance and we're diligent about it And we what coverage do we need and replacement value and personal content and all that kind of stuff and then we buy it and we put it in a file cabinet we don't expect our house going to burn down but we've done our diligence so we don't live in fear that our house is going to burn down but we're prepared right and the same thing is about everything in your daily life be prepared be aware take note and then move on and enjoy your day. Don't be paralyzed by this in any setting, but just be more tuned in and more understanding that there are people and situations that could be dangerous to you. And here's how to avoid some of those.
1: Yeah, people definitely can take <clears throat> advantage of situations. So you just have to have your, your awareness ten up, really, all ages, not, to, not just seniors. We all need to pay more attention, especially when we're driving. Please, that's my cry for help. We don't need to be eating, putting on our makeup, talking on the phone, texting. None of that needs to occur. You have one job, and it's to get to your destination safe and and not hit a pedestrian and a biker and anyone else, right?
2: 100%. 100%. It's
1: not that hard. And and
2: I've been preaching that to the legislature. They keep trying to pass laws about texting and driving and I said it's not texting and driving only it's distract the driving could be putting on your makeup could be the guy that I saw with six different dipping sauces for chicken nuggets and he was moving across them on the sea while he was driving or the the woman that was putting on mascara or the guy that had the newspaper on the steering wheel focus on the driving get there safe everything else will take care of itself
1: Exactly. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for being here today and sharing what you know and your knowledge with our seniors. My pleasure. You're listening to The Patriot FM 101.5, AM 1400.
2: You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one.
1: The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation